Welcome to another episode of Coffee with Source. My guest today, Chris Ann Cravens, is a holistic health coach, and she's going to share a little bit about her story, her journey, the resilience, and all of the trauma and healing that led her on the path that she is on today. So welcome, Chris Ann, to Coffee with Source. Thank you so much, Emma. I'm so happy to be here. Okay. I'm so excited to speak with you. Um, you are very accomplished, but how did this, how did this journey unfold for you? Did you, you know, as a little girl, you just knew you wanted to be a holistic health coach. Some people want to be a veterinarian and you were like, no, I want to be a coach or what's the story behind it. That's funny because actually on my, my kindergarten thing, I did write that I wanted to veterinarian. be a veterinarian, <laughs> right? Like every little, little kid, right. That loves Absolutely. Um, but no, I, I really didn't know until kind of life kind of happened and shaped my path for me. Um, I kind of was kicking and screaming the whole way or most of the way I should say until more recently. Um, but it's, um, I would say it started, um, really when I was really little, my dad would be at work and my mom was at home taking care of me. I didn't know the whole story, of course, as a little kid. Yeah. Um, but my mom cried a lot and she took a lot of naps. Um, I now know that was depression and I had to play with my toys a lot by myself while my sister was at school and I would go in and mom, mommy, are you going to get up? Oh, just a little longer, sweetheart, you know, and go play. And, and so I did, you know, and, and I think that's when I really started forming a level of resilience, um, independence and yeah. having to realize, rely on myself. Um, and, and not to say that my mother was abusive in any way. She just was depressed. And there was a form of, I guess, neglect that developed from that. Mm. Um, and, and it wasn't a conscious thing. Um, time went on. Um, when I was 12, um, I had already started experiencing um, scoliosis and I, yeah. um, colds and flus just turned into bronchitis for me. And it was just like, I was sickly. I wasn't like really sick, but there was just, anytime I got a cold, I would, it would last for months and things like that. And around the age of 12, my mother um, got admitted to the hospital and started with a series of um, surgeries and whatnot. It ended, it started with ulcerative colitis and Crohn's mm. disease. And, and then through the years, they, they diagnosed her with fibromyalgia and, and all kinds of stuff. So I, I witnessed a lot of that in my teenage years and again, had to form some resilience because at the age of 12, mom was mostly in the hospital. Dad yeah. was at work and he came home, did the laundry, fed us, and he'd take off and go to the hospital as much as he could to be with my mom. Did you ever feel lonely? I did, though. I was, I, you know, funny enough, though, I was one of those kids that my mom on Saturday would, she's like, okay, your room's clean. You want to go play with your friends? I'd be like, no, nah, I'm just going to play in my room. And I'd get out my toys and I'd. I was very happy in my own little world, so to speak. Yeah. Um, though I think I did feel lonely at that point. I, I, I had my dogs and though they became my little, my buddies, my sister was a little older, so she was out doing sports a lot. Um, and, and yeah, I had to just really develop this, this in the natural world. I was in Oregon at the time. And so we had nature, I could go out in the woods and uh, ride horses. And like I say, play with dogs. So I had that nature connection. I think that really helped me through it though. I wasn't aware that that was what was doing it. Um, and then time went on and I still had my bronchitis as a young adult. I was carrying around 
prescription cough syrup to work as a travel agent, you know? And I mean, it was, I was just carrying it in my purse everywhere I went because I had, I was sick for months. And then, you know, a few years went on and I was planning to get married one weekend and my parents came um, from out of state. And apparently that night, my mother had overdosed on her prescription uh, medications and we found her the next morning. The weekend Um, of your wedding. Yes. Um, oh the morning that the morning I was supposed to get married, she, we found her. So of course plans changed and, uh, that in, relationship ended up not working out. Oh, um, I, I mean, how do you deal with that? How, how do you cope with that? Right. Well, what I didn't have any holistic tools at the time. So really this marked the beginning of my holistic journey. Right. I had watched her really depending on Western medical and they did their best. I, I'm not bagging on it at all. I think Western medical is very powerful and very effective in many ways. Um, but she needed more than that. She needed the other side to balance. She needed some natural things and she needed to handle her emotions. Yeah. And she didn't have the tools at the time. Was your father with her at the time? Yes. Oh, yeah. He was yeah. actually the, he, he was the one that actually had found her. He, he had gone across the street to play baseball with what was to be my future son-in-law. And when they got back from playing ball, he found her and it was, it was, yes, it was a very rough day. A mixed bag of emotions. Oh my gosh. And interesting you say that because at that point, well, A, I, I can feel the anger, the, how selfish, why on this day? And then the, oh my there's, God, there were so that. many mixed things, yeah, you, know? you know, why, why did the rug get yanked out? Why, you yeah. know, just, just all this stuff. And so I really became a different person that at that point. And I wanted to find natural healing ways because I didn't want to end up like my mother, depending on prescription medications, which I had already had my bout with that, with all my back pain and this and that. And so I I really went down the holistic path. I wouldn't take Tylenol or ibuprofen or anything for my headaches. I just, just, I drink water and I go take a nap in a dark room, you know, and I, and I shifted my career so I could, I went from a desk job in a corporate world into food service to where I could trade shifts with people if I wasn't feeling good. Oh, I love that. Oh, and it made, it made the world a difference. I was in control. I didn't have to go to work if I didn't feel good. Right. Which is Mm -hmm. so important. Um, so I started taking care of myself better. And lo and behold, as I started drinking water and things, my headaches started going away and I started eating better and just less stress because I wasn't pushing myself as hard. Um, and the emotions for me were really what my hangup was. Um, I, I have a, a chapter in my book where I talk about that, about the tackling emotional hangups mm. and for me, I knew what it was. I knew certain things would trigger me. I knew I was just going to get upset with this or that, or I would read this or whatever circumstance would happen, you know, ugly stuff in life. And I would kind of freak out. So how did you work through those emotional hangups? I started to get into, well, I had a boyfriend that was a musician Mm. and he played in a popular band. And we were backstage one day at an Alanis Morissette show that they were opening for. And one of the roadies from Alanis's crew um, had given my boyfriend a book about the law of attraction. 
and we were sitting there at lunch and we were talking about it and he was just swearing by it up and down. Oh, this stuff's so great. You guys are going to love this. (laughs) So through that, I I started picking it up as well and was like, whoa, what is this? And started, I got every audio book on the topic, everything I could listen to while I was driving when, so I would just inundated myself with the concept. Um, I turned off the TV. I stopped watching movies um, because what what happened for me is I watched a movie one night, right at shortly after my mother died. And I realized in that two hour movie, I went through every emotion. Emotion in the book. What's that? Every emotion in the book. Every emotion in the book, right? I know. I like, that's why I stopped watching TV and movies too. And a couple nights ago, I was, you know, feeling lonesome and it's the holidays and uh-huh. I was alone and my kids were doing their thing. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to pop on this Christmas movie. And like you said, in those two hours, I went from like fear and then guilt and then shame and then like joy and then excitement and then back to fear. And I thought, oh my God, this is my body can't handle it. Yes. That's, and that's what, that's what happened for me. And I sat there and I went, wait a minute, where would I be in nature that this would actually happen where I'd feel all this, where would I be in an, in an actual situation in my life? And I was like, well, I don't think I'd ever feel this many different ones in that short amount of time. And I started really analyzing that I was being inundated by all this outside input and I couldn't handle it. I couldn't separate what was mine and what was the outside world. So when yeah. I started turning that mm-hmm. off and regulating what came in, um, learning about the law of attraction, I ended up getting in um, to massage school from there I, with all my aches and pains from my musculoskeletal spinal stuff, horse injuries, whatnot. And then I started learning that traumas were stored in the body and the muscle tissue and that they got released when you do body work and exercise. And sometimes that's how emotions come up. And when we breathe, it releases, releases yeah. stuffed emotions. And I really was just and when you're learning that you're eating it up eh? at first. Oh, like, I was just devouring it. Yeah. I was on a mission because <laughs> I was tired of being in pain and I didn't want to go down that ugly road. You know, I, I, I didn't like those ugly emotions either. The, the freak outs. Yeah. And, and you also see when you're in that state of mind, I don't know if it, you know, if it was like that for you, but when you do watch a TV show or movies, um, once you've kind of gone through your conscious awakening, you can see the level of programming. Yes. That is like the subliminal messages that the theme of every movie and the, you know, science fiction, it's all doomsday. We're all going to be invaded by aliens. We're all completely out of control. The whole world ends. The romantic right. comedies, like of all of the subliminal programming, like the plot a, lines, girl, you got to get married. You got to have kids. Like, right. These, these little storylines that repeat in, in a lot of these shows. Yeah. Right. And so another funny little thing around that time is after my mother's death, I was trying to get out there. Right. So I started doing background work for some of the production companies that were doing movies and things and did a couple in Portland. And then I ended up going down to California. And, and doing more there. So I started working behind the scenes a little bit in the television movie stuff. And I was noticing all the details. I'm a very detail oriented person. And I was like, I would, I would kind of tap one of the, one of the guys on the show. I say, you know, that water bottle in the windowsill, it wasn't there in the last scene. Oh, thank you. And they'd pull it out, you know, and like, Oh, you just saved us from having to retake that scene, you know? And I, I started noticing that. And then when I come home and I'd see little clips of TV or whatever someone was watching, I would see all that background stuff. And so I started really seeing it more as the production and I couldn't really buy into the storylines anymore. Um, 
and a lot of what you're just saying, how those storylines were too. So the combination of, of all of that um, really started to. And just the bullshit, get, like, I'm sorry, yeah. just because we're on the topic, because this is not at all what the show's supposed to be about, but I, I, I love this and the bullshit. And I have to say, like, you know, the movie that I watched recently pissed me off because in most movies, the women, you know, women that are pregnant, um, they, their water breaks an hour later, they have a beautiful baby who's all clean and beautiful. They don't cry. They're not in pain. It's right. fucking rude. Okay. <laughs> right. I get it. Girls watch this mm-hmm. and in all the movies, the men are proposing right away and the weddings are huge. And you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, just, it's not, not realistic. It, it's not sustainable because I grew up watching that and that does not resemble any of my life. Right. My kids did not come out like that. My pregnancies were like, stop and, fucking and, feeding us shit. And I know it's, there has to be a, a mix, right? Cause you don't want all uh-huh. of the movies to be like, oh yeah, my there's God. A balance. Yeah, there's a balance, like, right? You know, I had to have a Pitocin and it took 18 hours and ended in an emergency C-section. It kind of kills the storyline. But right, let's there's have a, a lot balance. Of, right, let's there's a, a lot of people birth. to deal with that. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's have a water birth in one of the movies. Let's have a hypno birth. Let's, let's just like, let's right. start moving towards creating curiosity. I love that. I love that creating. I'm I'm done on the movie rant. Love you, Hollywood. (laughs) Rather, rather than um, the expectation and the letdown of not living up to this picture perfect life, you know, that. And they walk out of the hospital and they're like Q-tip thin. (laughs) Show a little pooch, show a little bloating. Right. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. You know, I hear you. I hear you. And you feel broken when it happens to you. And all you've ever had as an example is movies or TV. Mm-hmm. you feel flawed. Right. Yeah. There's something wrong with me. It didn't go right. I had an emergency C-section. You've got, mm-hmm. you know, like an extra 30 pounds of weight after the baby just popped out a minute ago. You're swollen. You're blo- like, right. 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 You just feel like, well, Jennifer Lopez didn't look like that in that movie. You know? Right. And I think what you're pointing out to is there's so much on, on what the woman should, should be like, look like the, 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 the physical aspects rather than that connection and the, the miracle connection. of what just happened uh, this beautiful birth and this, this, this being and, and the journey ahead of them. And, you know, you know, the bond, yeah. that whole aspect kind of gets downplayed and it's more about the superficial. And I think that kind of has been a plague for Hollywood over the decades. And, and I think we've started to see there's some some aspects or some producers and, and whatnot that are trying to break the mold, but it's a tough mold to break, right? It's it and, and I commend them for that. It's the masses. Mm-hmm. Like we need to shift right. our curiosity. Like we've seen the supply and demand. Before. You know what I mean? But oh, that's oh. literally what it is. Mm-hmm. It's our fault that those movies aren't more popular because we're just kind of like, ooh, that sounds a little woohoo. Right. You know? Right. And I think that's where the work comes in really, because, because when we can, when we sit down, there's, and by all means, there's a balance with, with watching entertainment and stuff. And and I don't mean to shut it out completely for everyone. It's just when I was doing, going through my healing mode, I really had to have it turned off so that I could focus on me. Once I got grounded and can kind of figure out what was going on inside of me, what emotions were mine, what, what I was feeling and belong to yeah. And I could kind of start to steer myself rather than feeling like I was being led by the nose. And I still think that there's days like the other day when I watched that movie, I went through, you know, the entire realm of emotions. And there's other mm-hmm. times where just I am grounded. As you said, I am centered. I am in the zone. I'm completely energetically aligned. 
and I can watch, you know, a, a movie about whatever it is or something. If someone has the TV on and just know that it's just, this isn't real. Like, right. Right. You know what I mean? And just be like, kind of That's laughing it. at the scenes that would create fear on the days that I am not in alignment with myself. And I think that's the really are, are touching on something important. Um, in one of my chapters, I talk about being the observer and I give a meditation mm. for that and stepping back and, and watching what's happening. So, and I give the example, like you're watching a movie. I love um, that. So I this that to my clients. So it's so important. And mm -hmm. that's once you can master your emotions, what you're saying right there, becoming the observer. You to step out of, um, I don't know how to say in English, I don't think, Re like reaction. Yeah, reaction. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. I was going to say it in French. I was like, oh, 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 oh. it's Christmas. <laughs> a little bit much more beauty. beautiful in French. <laughs> a little reaction. But that's what I was thinking was once you stop living your life in reactive mode or reaction mode, um, it's life changing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The energy you conserve, the things you right. see differently. Right. So, so I told you a little bit, I got, got into massage therapy. I got into yoga and became a yoga teacher, all of that. Um, and then I stumbled on another tool that I hadn't heard of. My friend was like, Oh, you got to do this. You got to try this thing. Body talk, this woman, Miriam, like I had this session, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay. Okay. And then this, in my yoga teacher training that moment, this woman, Miriam walks in to teach the anatomy. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if that's the same Miriam. And then that I week I, I get a job at a, a new job at another chiropractor's office and my first client's named Miriam. I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's, that's the same Miriam, <laughs> right? And then yeah. she walks, there she is, right? So it had been like three times I had been told I needed to see Miriam this third time, time here she's in my face, right? Yeah. And we laughed and I, I did a, a massage for her at that office. And then she said, you know, the only reason I'm here is because I had a gift certificate. We should start, you know, you should come to my house and we should start working together. And so we toggled the date around for our first meeting and, you know, I was going to give her a massage. She was going to do this body talk thing that I had no idea what it was. I had done Reiki and all kinds of energy stuff. So I was like, well, this sounds intriguing, but I really don't know what it is, but sure. And the date bounced around because she had paying clients. I had paying clients and, oh dear, I got to move you over to this day and that day. Okay. And ended up a Wednesday. I ended up on her table. And I didn't realize till the very end of the session, it was a seven year anniversary of my mother's death. Oh. And the whole session, you know, she starts doing this muscle testing, this kinesiology and asking my body what needs to be relinked and what needs to communicate mm -hmm. for healing. And, you know, what, and so the blockages start, start revealing themselves through the protocol. And so she starts describing my family dynamic and she's like, well, you pick this up, you know, this grief from your mother and you're holding it and oh da, 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 da. And the reactions, right? All, all the stuff we're talking about. And she was trying to explain it in her Brazilian accent. She's searching for the words, kind of like you just were in French. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just stopped her. I said, no, 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 you don't even need to say anymore. I got it. I got it. I see it. I see it. Uh, and for me, it was yeah. like this, this almost like a hologram was floating above my chest as I'm laying there on the table. And I could see these images from my childhood and the discord and the stress and the quibbling between my parents from, because of the stress, my dad trying to deal with handling my mom's emotions and, you know, the, all of that. Yeah. Um, and then we did some work that, that helped me release the emotions and, and really separate from all of that. And I was like, whoa, this is really crazy. 
And of course I realized the, the significance of the date. And, and from then on, my, my fuse wasn't all short when it came to these issues. Mm -hmm. And I was starting to find like this little buffer zone and I continued to have sessions and I was, I was stabilizing my emotions. It was crazy. All this, this crazy stuff. And it was really, um, the body talk system, um, combines Chinese medicine theory with all the latest that we have in, in quantum physics and science and healthcare. So we're using the most advanced science along with the ancient. Oh, I love it. Perfect teachings. marriage. Right. It's so beautiful. Um, and, and using that muscle testing to ask the body, what, what's, what's mm. going on? What do you want to fix? Yeah. And then a lot of the implementation is using um, a tapping process that a lot of people are familiar now with yeah. EFT and, and other types of tapping. Um, and we tap on the brain and the head, the brain and the heart and the brain and the gut and tapping on all three of those um, to really integrate the mechanism of the mind, having the three work together. And it's a really beautiful thing. Once the, once the three brains can really get a picture on what's happening, the tapping really kicks it into motion. And it's just like, oh, okay, we see what's going on. Let's get to work. And so you started to study this. You, you became. Oh, yeah. 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 I, it was more. so huge for me. It was such a huge thing because, I mean, I've been, I just was convinced I was wired that way. I would yeah. never get over it. Da, 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 da. So I became a practitioner and that was 15 plus years ago now. Wow. Um, and it, I, the science is amazing. The classes, the courses, the, it's an ongoing life schooling. Always. Um, always, right? So but you keep I'm, talking about a book, this book. Tell us about this book that you've written. When, when did this, you know, when did this happen and what is it about? And right. Well, I had actually, just as the pandemic was kicking off, I had just entered a book program um, and then we converted it to all virtual at that point. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I was kind of tossing my topic around of, you know, cause there's so many things that I could write about. And the theme of anxiety seemed to hit really hard with the lockdown starting and this and that. And I just knew in my gut that it was going to be a while, you know, here we are two years now. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be going a little longer. still. I, I think so. Right? And, and with the science I learned, I, I know a little bit about, you know, the viruses and whatnot. So when, when it came along, I was like, oh, geez, here we go. You know, these viruses need a host to survive. If we don't stop giving them hosts, uh-oh, you know. And so I wrote the book. Um, it ended up um, being titled Anxiety Antidote, Your Guide for Life's Challenges. And I touch on a lot of the hardships, a lot of the things that I learned along the way, the modalities I used, and chapters four through 12 are kind of like a workbook is what everyone keeps telling me now through the feedback. Um, I have meditations and all kinds of little, what I call treasure keys I to like apply. Um, tapping techniques. I have a, um, actually I have access to a free brain balance video that I'll mention here as we wrap up. Um, but just things to get people going. Um, and it's for people that are motivated. They really want out of where they are, the stuckness, yeah. and they want to transform themselves. Um, it's, it's a really nice way to expedite that and really, I love it. we could all, you use know, expediting right? of our emotions. Yeah. Yes. You know, you get you're, when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, right. Absolutely. Just, so, and I felt like your own shit anymore. Right. And 
I really feel like this system kind of has bubbled up, you know, it bubbled up 15 years ago and I was like, okay, this is before it's time. But now um, there's, there's similar systems out there, but um, I really feel body talk is like a dashboard for practitioners to run all their stuff by like, I know massage, I know yoga, I know Reiki, I know herbs, and I can use this, this technique, um, this muscle testing to find out what it is of what I know that I might be able to offer to this person and what they need Uh, really kind of refines it and lets their body speak up. And it meshes so well with all the other modalities. Yeah, it, it really anything. So, you know. The so remind me what the name of the book is and to our listeners. Yes, it's uh, Anxiety Antidote, Your Guide for Life's Challenges. Anxiety and, Antidote, Your Guide for Life's Challenges. I love yes. that. And you can get a free digital download right now at myantidote.life. And wow. Also, when you do that, you'll get access to a free brain balancing technique video. Oh, that's so cool. So get that's very generous of you, Kristen. Of course. Uh, you know, Thank it's, you. it's, it's really getting people to recognize these tools. There's so much available now, so much available. And so uh, what, what would you say to someone who's listening, who's lost a parent in, you know, in, in a similar tragic situation? We'll say right. that's what it was. I mean, your mother died prematurely. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many people are listening that their mom died on their wedding day. I think you, <laughs> it's kind of rare, <laughs> It's kind of rare. hopefully rare, um, but there are, I know I'm, I'm not the only one, but, yeah, but you know, that you know, their parents died in a traumatic way and are having mm-hmm, sort of mm-hmm. issues, uh, processing it and letting it go. Cause as we talked about, there's so many emotions, right. not just being, I, I think for me, being able to let go of the pain, but not let go of the love and the connection. Mm. I still am very much connected with my mother through her heart. I feel her. I hear her voice. I feel her hugs energetically when I'm down, you know, she's still there. They're still there. They've they're just on the other side of the veil, so to speak, as we say in yoga. Yeah. And, and it's more about, um, handling the trigger of the pain and finding a healthy relationship with the memories yeah. so that you can, for me, I stuffed a lot of the memories, um, good and bad were all clumped together. So I couldn't even remember good stuff for a while because it was mixed in with the other. And I just kind of had this subconscious block of it all for, for years, yeah. which eventually came back through all this work. Um, so now I can remember the good, happy things. So you let go of the pain. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, don't get me wrong. It still comes up once in a while, you know, her birthday, I'll have a little tear and um, you know, drink a cup of tea in the morning and say, here we go. Let's have a cup of tea together, you know, and, yeah. and honor her in that way. Um, so I, every day that since she left, I have to say, you know, especially more in the beginning, I would like, I'd be tying my shoe and go, Oh my gosh, she taught me how to tie my shoe. I'd be holding a fork. She taught me how to hold a fork, you know? And it was like everything I did. Mom taught me this. Mom taught me that, Uh, 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 you know? And then it, it developed into gratitude. I am so grateful. I had a mother that cared enough to teach me this and this and this and this and this, and I'll carry that with me. I have chills. And and to, to wrap this up a little bit, um, part of my story, I won't go into, uh, ended up not being able to have children because of circumstance. And Mm -hmm. therefore, when I wrote the book, I was frustrated because I, I learned so much of this holistic stuff because I wanted to teach my child. Yeah. And then when I couldn't have children, it was like, oh my God, I I mean, it really hit me hard. And 
part of me writing the book was me offering up what I've learned to those who want to learn it because I couldn't teach it to my child. Oh, so children of the world, so to speak, are, are there that, that want this information. It's, it's, it's in my book. I'm passing it forward Listen, to whoever. That's so beautiful. Yeah. So I'm turning, journey. turning it into the positive because, because we are where we are and everything happens for a reason, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what they say. You don't always know it in the moment, but there's a lesson, no, lesson, no. lesson gift somewhere in there. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. When you're being sucker punched in the face and someone says, Hey, everything happens for a reason. You want to turn around and be like, listen here. Right. <laughs> but yeah, you need after- space to grieve first. <laughs> <laughs> but after you do the work, it like kind of like, Oh, okay. I can see that. And now this is how I can help others. And I love what you said about your book. Yeah. You're helping all of the, us, you know, little semi-conscious babies of the world wake up and, and see what else is possible. Right. And whoever's and meant to, to learn it is going to learn it. Absolutely. Right? I love that you took time to chat with me today and share your story with our listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you, Emma. It was a pleasure. Is there a website or, you know, anywhere that the listeners can go find out more about you or get in touch with you if they're curious about Body Talk, the process or the book? Yes. Um, you can schedule this discovery call with me at myantidote.life and I can hop on a phone call and answer questions, um, give you resources. And of course, uh, the digital download has a lot of resources in it as well. Uh, that's all at myantidote.life. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you to you, all Anna. our listeners and you know where to find Chris Ann Cravens. Have a beautiful day.